Welcome to the Midweek Season 2. I'm your host, Scotty Beth, and I'm so glad that you're here. Every other week, we are going to be having conversations with different parents about what it looks like to parent through the phases. Every stage of your child's life, from birth to adulthood, is categorized into a phase, and we want to help equip you in each one. So whether you are listening as you are driving to work, waiting in the car pickup line, or walking on the treadmill, we hope these conversations empower and encourage you on your parenting journey as you continue to love God, love others, and impact this world and your kids with Jesus. It is time for another episode of the Midweek, and we are so glad that you decided to tune in today. Today, our wonderful guest is Miss Vicki Summerwork. Vicki, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. You are so welcome. We're excited to have you. Um, so Vicki, we have been working together for the last nine, almost 10 years. That's crazy. Um, if people didn't know, uh, I actually, I didn't take your job, but you were transitioning out of student ministry and I was the lucky person that got to transition in. So that's always been a fun, um, a fun memory for me. But for those that do not know you, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So, um, my name's Vicki Summerwork. I, um, am married to Mike and we actually met here at Northside. We grew up together, which is super awesome. And uh, we have three kids. So we have Julia, who's about to be 11, Abigail, who's eight, and William, who just turned one. Um, I work here at Northside, like you said. I've been on staff for 12 years, almost 13 years. It's so fun. And I um, have had a few jobs here. So I started, like you said, in student ministry, which I loved getting to be a part of that. Growing up, coming to student ministry and then getting to step into that role was like, wow, mind-blowing, dream come true. Mm. And then um, I was our missions minister for a little while. And now I have the honor to be our gather minister, overseeing all of the things that happen for adults on Sunday mornings from Um, The time you pull on campus until you leave as an adult, we get to oversee those things together, uh, the team that I lead. So it's really awesome. And just a fun fact about me that you asked me to share and I (laughs) thought of um, is that I have a really distinct laugh. So pretty much it's like um, a calling card. My friends can like hear me (laughs) laughing in a restaurant and be like, oh, Vicky's here. I love that. um, You know, it's it's. A fun thing about me. Yeah. As someone who has a distinct laugh as well, that like, love that solidarity (laughs) on that. That's really awesome. Um, So as you said, uh, married to Mike, three kiddos. What is your favorite thing about being a mom? Oh, I've been thinking about this. So I feel like one of my favorite things is like just that these little humans are like gifted to you by God and Mm -hmm. and like all of the amazing ups and downs that there is in that and they like that little like moment when they like snuggle into you when they first wake up or um just like that like beautiful connection that you have with this other human that God's gifted you is like the best the best thing ever so I love that yeah. And the phase that we're talking about today is the infant phase. And to be honest, that is my favorite phase right now. I don't have a kids, but I have two nephews 
and now a niece. Um, but in that infant stage when they're all snuggly and like not old enough to walk yet, like they want to snuggle and it's like um, a safety thing. Oh, I just love it so much. Yes. It I is. love it so much. Like you, I cherish that. Like now that Julia's 11, I'm like these moments where you just like, they're not very often where yeah. William like is all the time, you know, yep. but where we get to just snuggle in and just have that like moment to connect to each yep. other. It's really sweet. That's awesome. So when you and Mike uh, were preparing to have kids, what were some of the, you know, foundational things that y'all decided you definitely wanted your kids to grow up knowing things that y'all definitely wanted to raise them up in? What were some of those things for y'all? I mean, I think like the most obvious thing is that we want them to know Jesus. We want them to know that God loves them, that God made them and like brought them here on purpose, mm-hmm. that they are um, like special and unique and that God has something that he has prepared for them yeah. from like the first like moment that he thought of them. And um so, I mean, that's like a given, right? And yeah. wanted them to to know that, um, like, we're going to have fun. Like, this life is about adventure and, like, mm-hmm. let's get out there. So, like, we love taking our kids camping and going hiking together and, um, you know, jumping off cliffs together, like, <laughs> doing all kinds of craziness. Julia is, like, four years old the first time she jumps off a cliff into the river at Garner. You know, it's like... That's incredible. Those were some things that was, like, this is... Like this life is not just here to just survive. It's like, let's thrive. Let's be um, going out there and having lots of fun while we're doing the purposeful things that God's made us to do. So I think um, loving Jesus, having him as the foundation, there's going to be lots of fun. And I think that another part is just serving. Like Mm -hmm. my husband is such an amazing servant. That is certainly his spiritual gift. And, uh, he instills that in our kids of just this like, um, heart of how can I serve? How can I be helpful? And, um, you know, that we're not here to just take things from, from other people or other, you know, situations, but we're here to give back. And so I think those are some like foundational things for us is just like who we are as a family and as people is that those are things that are um important in how we live our life yeah um so I I feel like that there's probably more but those are the things that come to mind yeah first I love that and I Mikey is such a servant I remember when my parents moved to California and the first thing he came up and told me was um all right so if you need anything and like if your car needs anything like I will do whatever and I remember my car needed something and I texted him or I texted you and I was like I don't have Mikey's number but something's wrong with my car can he fix it and you sent me his number and I brought it to the shop that day and I remember pulling up and him going glad you took me off on my offer like this is what we're supposed to do um so he is definitely um teaching that to your girl your girls and your boy yeah um and just love seeing that even come outside of your family as well yeah um well here at Northside you know this but for those that don't uh we use orange curriculum that's where the phases came from and so in the infant phase the three major principles that we are wanting um the children to know in the infant phase is that God made me God loves me and Jesus wants to be my friend forever. So how do these phase principles partner with your parenting of your kids? I mean, I, I think those are like, if you boil down the things I just said, right? Like that's yeah. the, that is 
the principles that I feel like we live our lives on, like God, um, I feel like the thing that I remember about after I had Julia in the hospital was just her and I, we had a moment. There, it was so much chaos, like having her there. We were at um, Memorial Hermann in the Woodlands. It's a teaching hospital. So we, um, I had her like right at shift change. So there was like my nurse from the night, my nurse from the day that was just coming in, the <laughs> doctor, like so much chaos. And um, finally, uh, after... Uh, she arrived like there was a moment where everyone for some reason had left and it was just me and Julia and um, I remember just like whispering to her about how God like brought her here on purpose and just like from the moment she was born wanted her to know that like she is loved and that God has like just overjoyed that she is here and so I feel like um, you know the ideas that are laid out as as children are really like if we can understand it as kids like they're going to grow with us forever and so those principles of God making you God loving you and him wanting to be your friend forever is um you know are simple things that we can teach our kids that become the like the truths that Mm -hmm. are woven into our hearts and that we can continue to build on and so I think um I've seen that ring true in Julia and Abigail and and I believe will be the same for William is just like the um, the simple things being the most powerful, like transformative things about God of uh, how he has made us and and brought us here and how much we are loved by him. Um, So I think like, putting all of those things into practice is then like, you know, where the rubber meets the road. Like, how do we start to do that? How do we live these things out with our kids and not just things that we whisper into their hearts and pray over them and things like that. So, yeah. But what a beautiful moment that, you know, I think about what my parents uh, would say all the time, like from the womb is when we start. Mm -hmm. Um, And so just even like, okay, now they've been born and you're continuing this legacy of, or even more so creating a legacy of faith for them by from the minute, you know, they come into the world, like you as the parent are speaking these truths over them that, you know, I don't know the psychology of that, but we may, we, we don't remember, um, until our parents tell us like, Hey, the day that you were born, like, this is what I spoke over you. This is what I prayed over you. And what a beautiful moment that they get to then know as kids, like, Hey, even when I was this small Mm -hmm. mom and dad were praying these things over me and introducing me to the Lord and putting that on my heart so that as I grow up, that'll be, um, a part of my story. And so I think that that's, beautiful and I love that you had that moment with Julia that's so sweet it was really sweet that is so cool so we know that Julia and Abigail are through the infant phase but William is currently in it um and he is crawling around learning his independence um (laughs) we affectionately call him Wild Bill here in the office and we love him so much um But another thing we know um, from our friends at Orange that in this infant phase, kids think like an artist because everything's new. The whole world is like this blank canvas where they're discovering so many things. We also know that throughout this phase, they're asking the questions, am I safe? Am I able? Am I okay? And so do you see William asking these questions through his actions? And if you do, as a mom, how do you meet him in those moments? Oh, absolutely. I mean... Like from the moment he's born, right? He's like crying and needing to be 
um, comforted and consoled and, and like to know, like, am I okay? Like, what is I, what is this crazy place you just brought me to? Um, and so obviously like in those moments where we pick up our kids and when we are seeing them like needing, um, you know, needing reassurance or whatever. I know <laughs> with my girls being older and William being younger, it's like he's a doll for them, right? <laughs> like he, they want to carry him around. They want to be, I mean, even Abigail, who I, so we didn't say this yet, but if you don't know, Abigail, um, my middle daughter has Down syndrome. And so she's, you know, she's eight, but sometimes it's more like three. And yeah. so it's like she she's strong enough but at the same time she's not you know she's not always sure like do yeah. you are you you got him are we good and so William you know you can see that in his face there are moments where with either of them he'll look at me and be like mama is this okay like mm-hmm. are we like can you please like take me back now I'm not, I don't want to go with my sister anymore yep. um and and for us like as parents we get to be that like safe place for them where yep. that like constant that comes back and and reassures and mm-hmm. comforts and provides and all of those things and it's just so like when you stop and think about that and how like much God has entrusted to us in those moments to be um like acting as the Lord and to provide to care for to um to protect and all of the things that our kiddos need you know it's like it blows my mind it's crazy but um you know I think those questions am I safe am I able am I okay are things that they're constantly asking you mm-hmm. c- you continually get to provide for their needs and reassure them that they are safe they are okay they're that we're gonna make it through this day <laughs> you yeah. know kind of a thing um and so from the you know consistent needs of yeah. feeding and diaper changes and learning to walk and learning to eat and all the different things that they have to do you get to be that constant that answers the question yes yeah. yes you are safe yes you are okay yes you can do this mm-hmm. um and that's a beautiful thing yeah so you touched on this a little bit but um want to go a little bit deeper when you think about providing safety being being the person, um, mom and dad, providing the physical needs for you as a parent, how does that remind you of God um, providing your physical needs for you? And then how does that encourage you to continue sharing that with your kids? Yeah. Uh, so I think I, I heard from, I can't remember how long ago, but from a young age, like we we view God through the relationships of our parents, right? Like we can't take, like, we can't see God without like seeing like our dad, seeing our mom. Like that's just how we start to understand this person, this creator that we have be through our earthly like parents who have created us. And so, uh, I mean, I think when you, when you stop to think about that, when you've had kids, it's like, oh my goodness, you start to understand like the love that God has. Like yeah. my kids constantly, like they're hitting me, they're spitting on me, they're throwing <laughs> up on me, you know, like projectile pooping on you. Like, and you it's still real. like love them. You, there's yeah. not a moment that you're like, I don't love you, you know? Yeah. And so like bringing, bringing those experiences of being a parent into like how you understand who God is as a father and like, you can understand his love without being a parent, but like the depths of that, mm-hmm. 
are just crazy. So does that answer your question? Yes, absolutely. And it immediately draws me to like, I am not a parent, but I remember when Lawson was born. And I remember the first thing I texted my sister was, I never knew I could love a kid this much and he's not even mine. Yes. And so like to just even think of what she feels as a mom and then what God feels about us, like it just absolutely like rocked my world. And then when Deacon was born, same thing, Annie Beth was just born and it's just like, oh my goodness, God, like this is how you feel about us as your kids. Like, oh, what a gift. And then to see, you know, getting to walk alongside so many parents in my life like you and others, like it's beautiful to watch you guys live that out Mm -hmm. um, and own it as well. So as a parent of an infant, you have 936 weeks of influence before they graduate from high school and launch from your house. And so when you think about William, he's in the infant stage, but also, you know, same thing for Julia and Abigail. What do you hope your kids will have learned from you as their mom when these 936 weeks are finished? Oh, it's such a hard question. Honestly, (laughs) it's like, oh, but I love it. Like begin with the end in mind. Like, what do you want them to know? So that at the end, Correct. You, you can see that realized. Um, okay. So I feel like the things that I want them to know is that they are completely loved. Like mm. they can be so secure in knowing that who they are is someone that is cherished and loved and that they don't have to change anything about themselves to be loved that like right there as they are you know, craziness and all, (laughs) they are loved. And uh, I hope that they'll know that they can then turn that around and love other people. Mm -hmm. And uh, I hope that they will have learned that, like, there is forgiveness, there is grace, there are (laughs) do-overs. Like, we can, you know, nothing's impossible with God. Like, even, no, I I don't think that... um, there's anything that they could do that I would turn around and be like, well, you know, that's it. It's over. And I'm, I know like there's, you know, I don't know. They're still, they're still young, but um, I hope that at the end of these 936 weeks that we get, that they know uh, unconditional love mm-hmm. and that they know what it means to pour that out and share that with others and yeah. to sacrifice for other people, to serve them, to love them. Um, and to know, like, there's always enough. Like, yep. I feel like that um, the principle of, like, we are not orphaned with God. Like, mm-hmm. we are sons and daughters of the Most High God that yeah. has everything that we ever need. And so, like, we don't have to go through this life, like, taking and grabbing and, mm-hmm. and you know, trying to, um, you know, keep what's mine and hoard all the things or whatever. But we get to share with others and serve them. Yeah. And so... I hope that they have seen those things lived out and and they learn those principles to be true mm-hmm. by the end of our 936 weeks. All the weeks. <laughs> yeah. That's beautiful. Um, so when you think about a parent who is in the infant phase, we know this is also the phase where there's little sleep and different routines and just lots of exhaustion, but also joy in the midst of that. And so when you think about that parent who is needing some extra encouragement, what are some practical things you can share with them that you haven't shared already? So uh, I think like in this question, I just want to be a little bit more vulnerable and um, just say that like when I had Julia, 
I so I with all three of my pregnancies, like my body just doesn't likes to keep the kids in, doesn't want to get the bo- like the kids out of my mm-hmm. body. And so um, I was induced with all three and it it meant like lots of hormones and lots of time to get them out. And my body just really struggled to like recover from that. And so yeah. with Julia, it was the longest, um, you know, the longest labor and delivery experience. And uh, I was just struggling after that. Like, honestly, I, uh, I've, I had postpartum depression and it was, you know, this journey to kind of realize that yeah. and uh, I had so much anxiety I had so much like I just was of like afraid to leave my house but I was afraid to stay like I just was like oh my goodness I was so afraid and uh, and so I feel like the first thing that I would say is like if you're in that place as an infant mom if you're or dad whatever you brought this new person into your family yeah. um, if you're in a place where you do feel like you just need extra help. Like don't, don't wait, like ask for help, ask. There's people around you that um, you can reach out to. And, uh, you know, I would say do it. Like don't, don't feel like you have to figure all this out on your own because there isn't a manual that comes with your kids. (laughs) And, um, you know, it can be really scary and hard when you're trying to recover and you also have this new person to take care of and all the weight of all the things I just said, like, I want them to know all this stuff and I don't want to mess this up is really the biggest thing that I felt. And, um, and I think that as I share that story with other people, like there's so many people that go through the same Mm -hmm. things and we don't have to hide that or be ashamed of that, that it's, it's okay to be messy and to ask for help and let people help you. Yep. Um, meal trains are amazing yes, and they are. friends that come over and, uh, you know, help you out with different tasks around the house or just sit with you and be with you. Like that was my biggest thing. My mother-in-law came and was just with me. Like I didn't need her to do anything. I just wanted someone there and it, it really helped. And so, um, I would say that, yeah, let people help you ask for help when you need it. Um, and then I think, you know, like we're, you are establishing this like attachment with your kid. And so take those opportunities, hold them for longer, let them, um, you know, let them sit with you and be with you and just know that like just those simple things are, are developing the attachment that you want. And, um, they, God is, is working and doing all of those things just through your simple things like meeting their needs and caring for them and that that is laying a foundation for the things we talked about, about knowing that God loves me, knowing that I'm here on purpose, knowing that I'm okay is by doing those simple things, which we can do, right? So when yep. you're in that place of like, I'm overwhelmed, like going back to those simple things and remembering those. Um, and then I think like if find a group of people like find don't wait until you're like okay I have all my life together now yeah. my routines figured out I got you know I've made all my pureed baby food by myself and I've got <laughs> all the things done that I wanted to do and now I can like rejoin my life I mean I think um, obviously there's time where you're not sleeping that you need to probably just stay home yeah and, and just just take and just, yeah be with your little <laughs> new family but um you know, as soon as you start to rejoin the like land of living people, like get <laughs> out there and, and get with your group of people and, and, um, know that like 
God created us for community to learn from each other, to do this thing together. And we're so much better when we're together. So find those groups of people that can have your back, that will bring you meals, that will do all those different things. Um, I think those are like some of the most practical, helpful things for me that that really made a difference in this season of life is knowing that people were, you know, overjoyed to see my baby, to know like, you know, it's just so sweet. You're talking about um, everybody here calling him Wild Bill. And, mm-hmm. like, just, uh, like, he is, like, our church baby. And we now we have him. Eleanor, and she's yep. she's uh, joining us and, and being in the little infant office that we have yes. over there. But um, We love our office babies. You know, I think finding the people that, like, are overjoyed to see your baby, too, mm-hmm. and how special that is. Yeah. So, Well, and it just continues to to live out that that's the church. Yes. You know? That's the church too. And so that's beautiful and such great encouragement. And we are just so grateful for all that you shared with us today. So thank you so much um, for being on the podcast and sharing just what God's been doing through the infant face. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for having me. As You're fun. welcome. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Midweek. We hope that you enjoyed the conversation and are walking into the rest of your day with some encouragement on your parenting journey. God has chosen you to be the primary discipler of your kids, and we are cheering you on and praying you up every step of the way. If you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure to check out the show notes for some extra resources. If you are looking for a new church home, we would love to invite you to Northside Christian Church. We have services on campus and online every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. and 11 a.m. We would love to have you join us. That's it for this week's episode. See you next time.